You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you see that open your Bible at 1 John chapter 5. The first letter of John. That's not the gospel of John. That's the one that's near the back of your Bible. 1 John chapter 5. You know what I just prayed there is so important to know. Because the word of God, Paul said to the church as he was writing to them, he said that how can someone believe unless they've heard? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can the preacher speak unless he's sent? And so you understand that God has sent me into your life, not just to pastor a church so you got somewhere to go to church, but I've been speaking. And I've been put into your life as a person that will declare the words when you see later down in that scripture, it gets to faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We've been talking about that declaration of faith, prophesying your victory, prophesying your victory. And so God puts a prophet into your life to not tell you your future, which we often think that's what the prophet is there for, to tell me my future. No, you have the Holy Spirit to tell you what's to come. I said you have the Holy Spirit. Now, a prophet can confirm what you hear from the Holy Spirit. But the function of a prophet really is to give you the words that you need to speak. In other words, you got this whole Bible here, but what do I need to declare for right now? And that's what happens is God gives you the words so that you have something to hook your faith into. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And you can't have faith until hope is there. And hope comes when you understand that there is a promise and you've got something to expect. The hope used in the Word of God is not that that empty human hope, you know, I hope so. No, that's not the kind of hope. Hope is that earnest expectation. But you can never hope for something unless it's promised. I can't hope for something, you know, uh, until somebody gives me their word. This is what they're going to do. And so God says, this is my word. This is what I'm going to do. Now I've got something that I can hook my hope to. And faith is what gives that hope substance. And so until I have that hope delivered to me, I didn't know I could be healed until a man of God told me. Oh, hallelujah. I didn't know that I can expect to prosper until it was shown to me from the Word of God. And so it's important to know that that as you are placed into a household, God knows where you need to be to hear the words that are going to give you hope. That's why it's important, and and I'll say it again, is to be very, very cautious because the enemy will do whatever he can to somehow bring an offense. That sometimes when a word is spoken, how come when one word is spoken, one sentence, that you got different people sitting in the auditorium like this or at home, online, whatever, and one person, when they hear that one's the same sentence, the one person hears it, they go, yes, hallelujah, that's what I needed. That was exactly what I needed to hear right now. And then someone else says, I'm never going back there again. Hello, it wasn't Alan Bagg that set you off there because someone else said amen to it. So then how come that person got upset? Because something in their life was challenged by that scripture. 
And rather than sitting and going, well, then I'm never going back there, understand Satan comes immediately to steal the word. Look at Mark chapter 4. Jesus said when the word is sown, what happens? Satan comes immediately for what reason? To steal the word. How does he do it? Through tribulation, through persecution. What's the purpose? To bring offense. What's the purpose? To steal that word. So when I hear an offense, other than people being ugly or rude or whatever, that's another issue. I I don't even let that get to me because I won't let anything steal my love because I know that they're hurting and God still needs to work in them to get them saved. So I'm not going to let my offense get in the way of their salvation. That's why it's easy for me not to get offended with people that are ignorant because I see their salvation. But if I hear from the preacher something might cause a jarring in me, I immediately say, hang on, what's Satan after? Why is he bringing an offense here? Amen. I don't need people to like me, but I do need you to love the word. Is anybody here? You're all cardboard cutouts. I said, I don't need you to like me. It's nice if you do, but I don't need it. Because I only need one thing, and it's the love of God. But I do need you to love the Word. To love the Word. And so that Word, when delivered, is even if it's, oh, I didn't quite get it. Hang on, there's something in my life, and let me receive it. Thank you, Father. You show me. Because I want everything that you have prepared for me. God says, I know the plans I have for you. They're not to harm you. they plans to prosper you. So if the word brings an offense, it's not to harm you. Jesus said his word can be an offense. It can be a rock, but it's only offended for people who don't want to change. That's the only people that it should offend, those that don't want to change. I'm not going to fight to hang on to an old belief system if God shows me his ways better. Say amen. So we want to go with what God is saying. So God has delivered me into your life because he's going to give me the words you need to hear so that you've got something to speak and to prophesy your victory, to take you into the place God wants you to be so that you can experience everything he paid for on that cross for you. And yeah, we see in 1 John chapter 5, and he says in verse 4, Whatever is born of God. Let me see. How many of you are born of God? Say, this is me. Bump your name and say, yeah, yeah, that's me in the book right there. All right. So that's me. Whatever's born of God, say, that's me. That's you. Overcomes the world. And this is the victory. Everyone say victory. The victory that has overcome the world is what? Our faith. Notice, it has overcome. It has overcome. It has. Your victory has already overcome the world. Now, how come John can use wording like this? Because he knows he wrote in John 16, 33, where Jesus said that in this world you will have tribulation. Now, what's the purpose of tribulation? We just heard from Mark chapter 4. It's to bring an offense to steal the word. So in this world, you will have tribulation. How many of you noticed in the last two years there's been some tribulation? Anybody picked it up? Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. He says, but be of good cheer. Modernize it. Get excited. Get excited. 
How can I be excited about what's happening? You're not excited for the thing that's happening, but I'm excited. Why is the enemy working so hard to put you into tribulation? He sees something that we may not even realize is available. He knows what's happening in the realm of the spirit, and he knows what God's prepared for you. And Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. So now get excited. Why? I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Notice, I have. I have. That's before he even went to the cross. I'm going to show you in a moment why he can speak this way. He's, he's prophesying victory. He's, he didn't say, I will overcome it after the cross. No, he says, the fact that I'm on this planet is already a demonstration. It's done. I'm just living it out now. I want you to hear what's happening here. It's already been ordained. He was crucified before the foundation of the world. So he knows he's going to the cross. Therefore, I've overcome. He knows he's going to the cross. Therefore, I have overcome. I'm using terminology on purpose. I want you to hear it. And don't be jarred by the English limitations of grammar and tenses. I'm going to show you how God works in tenses because it's going to be important to know this for your breakthrough. So he says, I have overcome the world. So you go back and have a look at this verse here. He says, this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Our faith. So family of God, no matter what problem you've been through, or no matter what problem you're facing right now, or whatever problem's still coming, you do know there's another one coming. I'm not shocking anybody here. That's not bad news. It's, it's just that you're aware of it. I don't understand why this is happening. I told you it's coming. Okay? Now, no matter what problem you have, you've already overcome it. I said you've already overcome it. There is not a problem that Satan can dream up. There doesn't matter how much he brainstorms with all his demons and they can have one huge conference just to focus on you to say, what can I do to take Alan back down? They will never come up with a plan that'll take me out. Never, never, never. I'm saying it today. Why? I'm prophesying my victory. It's just, not, it's just nothing. There's just nothing. There is just not nothing. Not nothing. I don't know how else to put that other than just nothing. The devil can possibly think up that'll take me down. I'm giving you a lot of places for you to say, Amen, me too. There's nothing the enemy can do to take you out. Nothing. I can shoot the biggest shot he's got. It's up to you to decide if it overcomes you or not. Why? Because he has the word. You've already overcome it. So in other words, when you're in a problem, don't go, I don't know how to handle this. No, you do. You just stand up, lift your hands, and begin to praise God. I don't care if you're crying. 
That's real. Just, you know, you will get over the tears just now. But right now, by faith, just pull the shoulders back and lift up your voice and start declaring, this is the victory that overcame this. It's already overcome. I already have overcome it. And that's my faith. Why? Because faith is the word of God. Faith is that substance. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. This is the word of faith which Paul preached. And that's having believed, I speak. Come have a look at Isaiah. Isaiah. Verse 54. Isaiah 54. Have you found Isaiah 54? Good. Because I want you in 55. It's just easier to find 54. So once you've got 54, i got you where I need you to be. 55 is next to it. Okay. Look at verse 8. God speaking. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, I've heard that preached differently from a religious perspective. Uh, it's amazing how sometimes they have to change their voice. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. You never know what God's going to do. That's not what it's saying. You know, some of you say, I don't understand what's happening. Well, God's ways are not our ways. Hallelujah. He knows things we don't know. Is that what he said? Keep reading. He says, my ways are higher than your ways. Has your ways worked? No. Come on, how many of you can admit to that? Are your thoughts, did, did, if you, how many of you know you reach an end to your thoughts? That's why we get to, I don't know what to do. Why? You reach the end of your thought. But he says, my thoughts are higher. I'm the God that's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what you ask or think. So my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And keep reading. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and they do not return there, but water the earth, and they make it bring forth and bud. It makes it bring forth and bud. Bring forth and bud. Give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Jesus said in Mark chapter 4, he said, the sower sows the word. The word is what produces the harvest. Everything in the kingdom of God comes out of seed. Everything, everything. Everything that ever entered your life came through a seed, including you. The whole kingdom is based on this. We need to renew our mind to that family. Go, no, I don't know why I don't, how come I don't get it? How come no one gives me? Uh-huh. Why has my field got no wheat in it? I wonder. Did you put wheat seed in? Because if you put wheat seed in, it's going to produce a wheat harvest. God's not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. So yeah, he's saying this water and the snow waters the earth, brings forth the earth, brings forth its buds. Verse 11, so shall my word be 
that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me void. What's that mean? It's not going to return empty. It will not come back unaccomplished. God's word always produces. It will not return void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Family of God, God never speaks to fill up space. That's why when you read the word, we saw it this morning, that there was the, 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 the revelation was, 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 was lacking at the time. Why? Because God speaking, but no one was hearing and no one was declaring. God doesn't just speak to fill up the void. How many of you ever had people that just can't take silence for some reason? I mean, you get into a conversation and they jabber, 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 and you try, and they jabber, 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 and you, and they jabber, 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 there's a gap. You try, you've got to grab your gap to speak because if there's a gap, they're going to fill it. <laughs> and the Bible warns about it. That's actually a person revealing their foolishness. Now, I'm not naming names, Idema. It's just the word says that, that a silent man, even appears wise. In other words, you don't have to be wise. You just have to hold your peace. You will look like a wise man. We don't have to speak all the time. Amen. Now, the point I'm making is God chooses every word that comes out. He never just fills in a gap. So when he says something, once he's spoken it, it is in place. That's something you need to know about God. When the Bible says that it is impossible for God to lie, it doesn't say he doesn't lie or he prefers not to or it's not his character or anything like that. It says he cannot lie. It's impossible. He cannot lie. Why? What comes out of his mouth is truth. It, it just the moment he speaks it, it is. So once he says he's going to do something, he doesn't apologize the next day and say, guys, we had a meeting and, and, and you know, my... My team called me out and I, I overpromised and I shouldn't have. And, you know, we're still trying to sort out this other problem. And we really can't finance everything you ask for. So, uh, sorry, 30, 60, 100. Can we just for the next six months go to 30-fold? Do you think that's what? If Jesus said 100, he meant 100. Why? Because when he speaks... He has a plan in mind. He has an end that he's intending to see happen. And he sends his word with purpose. That's why the word says he sent his word to heal you and to deliver you from destruction. He doesn't just heal because he feels good that day. Some people have this idea God just chooses who he blesses and some he doesn't. It's like, you know, you never know what God's going to do. It's like God's got this big wheel of fortune up there. And you ask God, God, can you please bless me? He says, well, let's see what you get today. <laughs> Sorry, not today. It's not up to chance. 
God has built into his kingdom laws. And here's the thing. Unsaved people have discovered the laws and are using them that Christians are still fighting with and arguing about. But they, the world's using it. Why? Because if you drop your pen now, it's going to hit the floor because gravity works whether you're saved or not. Sowing and reaping doesn't just work for Christians. It works for whoever decides to do it. You read any, any of these, 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 these uh, people that write about finances, you know, they either in, in, in uh, investments or real estate or something, they can, they even openly say they don't serve God, but there's somewhere in there is a chapter about being generous. Somewhere in there is about giving money away. And they say, if you've got a church, give it there, but if you don't, find somewhere to give it. Now, let me ask you, if, if the whole purpose of the book is about getting rich and making money, why would they say give some away? Because they found out it works. They, they found the sowing and reaping actually does work. So God has ordained into his kingdom that when he gives you a word, once he speaks it, it's his desire. It is God's desire for you to be healed. How do I know it? He sent his word to heal you. And Jesus is the word of God. He's the living word. So he is the first seed that dies on the cross. And by dying on the cross, he bore your sickness and carried your pain and destroyed sickness and disease. And he died and paid the full price and rose from the dead saying, by his stripes, you have been healed. And then not only that, that word that's spoken to invoke that is also God speaking. And he says, you lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, family God, God said all of that because that's his intention. And he says, that's what my word does. It, when you send it out, it's so that it can carry out what I please. Now, says it does not return to me void. You could have just said the word doesn't come back. No, he says it does not return void. In other words, it does return, but not void. Why is God sending his word out? Because the word spoken from him and recorded in his book alone doesn't produce your healing. You are healed. But you want it manifested. Can you remember the day you gave your life to Jesus? Many people can tell you the date they did it. Let me see how many of you can recall the moment. You, you, you might have tried school, went to school camps and been baptized. But there was a moment where you know that's the moment I made a decision to serve Jesus. How many of you remember that day? Now. Before that, how old were you? Just think about that moment. Were you maybe 20, maybe 15, maybe 30, maybe 60? I don't know how old you were. But how many of you know that before you reached that age, you had this book in your, ha in your house? You had a Bible in your house? Isn't that right? You, you, you may have even owned a Bible. Maybe you went to school like we did. There was, the Gideons used to give everybody a Bible. They'd come visit the school and give, everyone got a Bible. Isn't that right? Everybody had a Bible. That day, everybody went home. All the kids went home with a Bible. Did that Bible save them? 
No, what happened? The word was sent to save them. Jesus already died. He's paid the price. God would have that none should perish. That's God's desire. Well, then how come everybody when the day they got that Bible didn't get saved? Because the book alone doesn't save you. Even the person preaching to you doesn't get you saved. It's that word that is sent. Once you hear it, and once you believe it, and once you receive it, this is what God wants for me. Then that first time that you know that was the day, you opened your mouth and that day you spoke it. You may have said it in school before. You may have said it at Sunday school. You may have said it on a Christian camp. But that day you spoke a word that wasn't just void. It was full of faith. It was full of that hope that you had. It was full of the knowledge that if I say this today, I'm saved. And you spoke those words back to God. And as you declared it into the heavens, the word manifested and old things passed away and all things became new and you were born again. It was that returned word spoken in power. That brought it to pass. Family, the same is for your healing. It's the same thing for your provision. How many of you wouldn't mind enough money to arrive to pay off all your debt? It's, it's, it's hanging on the tree. God sent his word. Did he say that he will make all grace abound towards you, that you will always have all sufficiency for all things and abundance for every good work. And all sufficiency, all things, means debts paid off so that whatever you have left is used for good work, not for paying off debt. You getting this? So it's hanging. God sent His Word. He sent it to tell you your debts are paid off. I'm here to declare to you today, your debt has been paid for in full. I'm here to declare that you have no lack. I'm here to declare you are financially free. You have everything you need to do your heart's desire for the kingdom of God and have abundance to bless others. So the Word has been sent. So what are you going to do with it? See, we have to return it. We have to speak it. Amen? Come and have a look over here at Isaiah 46. Listen to this. Verse 8. This is God speaking. Remember this. And show yourselves men. Recall to mind, O you transgressors. Remember the former things of old. For I am God. There is no other like me. I am God. There is none like me. I declare the end from the beginning. Get a hold of that. I declare the end from the beginning, God writes the end and then you live it out. Before the world was created, 
Jesus was crucified. The fact that God spoke it in his mind, it's done. So that's why in the garden he could say there's one coming. Because we've begun the process. It's already ordained. I've already spoken it. I spoke the end from the beginning. It's written. That's what it is written means. Not it's recorded in a book somewhere. It is written. It's been established that Jesus will go to a cross to die and pay for your sin. But that spoken word was so profound and so firm and so yes and amen that it was established in God's mind that even people before Jesus died on the cross could still call on their healing and got healed. Why? Because in God's mind, it was done. It just had to be played out. So they got the healing first, just in the scheme of things. Like we think you've got to first do A before you can do B, and then you can only do C. In God's mind, C is done so you can go ahead with A. Oh, you don't have to worry about A first happening. So if you can only be healed because he bore it on the cross, don't worry. He's going to pay on the cross so you can get your healing now. God doesn't mind. He doesn't need A, B, then C. He can just do what he wants to do right now because that's, you just need someone to believe it. Just there. That's why Abraham, it was accounted to him as faith because God says, I'm going to bless you and make you a great nation. He said, okay. And so God says, that's enough for me. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. And I just needed, and because he believed, it was accounted to him as righteous. No saint of old, no, 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 calling the saints because they weren't yet sanctified, but no believer of old, no children of Israel could be made righteous. Because it was a filthy rag. But Abraham, it was put on credit, he's righteous. Only when Jesus died and rose from the dead could a man be made righteous, the righteousness of God. But God said, Abraham gets it. Why? Because he believed. He, he believed. He believed. I said he believed. Family, it's time to believe this word. God has already written it. He's written you are debt free. I, I, amen. I said he's written you debt free. I want you to just imagine for a moment your salary arriving in your bank and there's no debit orders. What am I going to do with all this money? Can you see that picture? Start saying it. Start saying it. Don't wait for it to manifest. Speak as someone who's debt free. Verse 11. Calling a bird of prey from the east. The man who executes my counsel from a far country. Indeed, I've spoken. I will also bring it to pass. I purposed it. I will also do it. What's he saying? I don't care how it happens. If you say it, I will use a bird to get bread and meat to come feed you. I don't need a grocer. I don't need a baker. You stuck on the river? I said, I'll look after you. I'll send a bird. 
I don't know any millionaires. You know God. My boss never promotes me. You don't need him to promote you. God will find somebody. He will find, as long as you're saying it. <laughs> Come on. As long as you are saying it, God has this compulsion to find somebody. This man is speaking. This man, this woman is believing me. She's saying what I said. And he believes that I actually meant what I said. They keep speaking. They keep speaking. I will move heaven and earth to get somebody to get this job done as they have said it. Family God, I hope that I have invoked you to get excited about speaking more. Prophesy your victory. Because you already have it. Speak as someone healed and whole. Maybe you experienced pain in your body. Things limiting you. But speak as one who is free of pain. And then act like someone who's free of pain. Let God know you believe his word. Act like the Bible's true. Because it is. Amen. That's why you can be generous. The only reason that what limits us from being generous is that I think I need this for the end of the month. But if I got my salary arriving and nothing to pay for, I can give you this today. Because I know God will get it back to me. If I see a need, I can give to it. Because God will replenish it. Hallelujah. Do you think you could ever empty the ocean? Take so much water out the, out the ocean that people say, who used all the water? You pull a bucket out of, the, out of the ocean, you look at the ocean, it hasn't changed. You've got a whole bucket load and it hasn't changed the ocean. Family, God's Supply and provision is infinite. Don't go by your bank account. Don't go by the limitation of human resources. Don't go by what the mind decides is possible or impossible. With God, how many? All things are possible. So start saying it. Declare it. Speak, 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 speak. And don't let somebody put you off. Don't let them talk you out of it. When someone says, well, I just don't see it that way. Okay. I do. So just step aside. Because maybe you're not the one God wants to use right now. Amen. But speak the word. And then pray for that person. That they come to the knowledge of the word of God. Hallelujah. But family, I'm here to declare to you as the prophet in your life. You have your victory. And I really sense it's strong in my heart. I spoke it just now, and again, it's resonating in me. You are free of debt in the name of Jesus. Now take it and receive it and say amen. Shout out, I am financially free. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, my body's healed. My immune system is supercharged 
with the power of God. Any sickness, any disease that tries to enter this body dies instantly. I walk in the divine life and health of God. You believe that? And then celebrate it. Give Jesus praise tonight. Let's stand together. Praise God. Mm -hmm. There are testimonies coming in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Family, think about it this way. When God spoke in the garden and said, there's one coming. No matter how many governments, how much Israel sinned, how many kings messed up and lost the kingdom to the Babylonians and no matter what happened through history. Do you notice that no matter what men did, even though they might have landed up walking around in the desert for 40 years when God planned a simple seven-day walk. But you notice, no matter how long it took man to sort himself out, God timed it perfectly to the minute that as those sacrificial lambs were being sacrificed at Passover, at the exact moment, boom, Jesus died on the cross. Took thousands of years and he hit the mark at the exact right moment, at the exact right time. There's a day when you pay off your last debt. It's ordained. Now let God be God. And just keep speaking. The whole old covenant, all the way through the Bible, was men just declaring. God says, say this, say this, say this, say this. What's he saying? He's speaking to guide that moment to when Jesus would die. Now he's given you the same words. You can speak your body to health. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Don't give in to old age. Well, you know, it's just my old body. You know, I just got to, you know, uh, it happens to everybody, you know. Embrace your age, my son. Embrace your age. Give me a break. I'm telling you, I'm still going to be running fast at 80. I mean, you, you see me pumping down the road, man. Yeah, maybe the younger ones pull away and feel further than me, but I'll be chasing them. Amen. Amen. Why? Because I'm going to live my full life in health. God's ordained it, so I speak it, and I live it. Amen. Hallelujah. You blessed, family? Glad you came. All those watching online, you blessed? I heard you. Amen. Say this out loud. Father, thank you for your word. You sent it. I receive it. I believe it. I'm not a doubter. As a hearer of the word, 
I also speak it. And as I declare today, you purposed for me to prosper, to walk in health. You purposed for me to succeed and you sent your word for it. So I receive it, fill it with my faith and I send it back to you. Faith charged words. And as I declare it, you already wrote the end. Now I'm living it out and it manifests in my life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on, give Jesus praise. Hallelujah.